0: Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly show where we bring you two to three interesting tech stories out in the news, hit you with one fun library cool fact and send you on your way in just about 15 to 20 minutes. As always, if you have any story suggestions for us, at Brower.org comes right into us and we'll try to fit them into the show for you next week. Today's guest is Eric Gomez from Tyrone Bryant. How are you doing, sir?
1: Great, how's everybody today? Good afternoon.
0: Life is going pretty well. I'm I'm going into a long weekend. Things are going well, I think. How are things out at the branch there?
1: It's great. We had a, a great June. We had a Juneteenth program at the branch, and I want to thank the staff and the friends of the library. We had a great uh, June and, and July, we and we gave away like 200 make and take, so it's been really good. Nice. The weather for has been pretty lately, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, the, the
0: rain has been. Yeah, I, I've been out driving in all this rain doing branch visits, and it's been a bit of a crazy time the last few days. But yeah, it's. And Juneteenth is always a big thing for you in the Northwest branch. It's a great, great thing that we've been doing out there for years and years and years. Um, and speaking of which, I'm going to bring up our stuff right now for the stories that we have because we've got a couple of interesting ones this week that I found that aren't quite what most people think about when we're talking about our tech stories. Uh, Well I guess one of them really is but this one here our first one is all about farms and I know everybody's saying yeah 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 farms who cares Um, you know they're all out there whatever but this is hydroponics. And again, some people who are in the know are going to be saying, yeah, 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 hydroponics, who can do that kind of stuff? Um, And in fact, I did get somebody else who told me that uh, they've been doing this at home on their kitchen countertop. They've been doing hydroponics now for a couple of years and raising their own vegetables and stuff, doing vertical farming. Have you done anything like that, Eric?
1: No, when I when I first saw the story, I thought of Epcot and when I visited like in 1982 Bingo. or 83. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so I've seen them before actually in Florida. So you everybody, if you're a Floridian, you've gone to Epcot. So you 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 learned everything about hybrid hydroponics. So I and know the last couple of the last yeah. decade people have have been um doing gardening outside and gardening on, on, on their apartment uh, balcony but um i guess this is taking off again you know because something's been around a while it's you know yeah it's it's
0: I th- what i found interesting in this story um is that it's something that they've been try- they finally made it into a commercial viable enterprise now by putting it close to cities instead of where in previous times they were trying to build it, you know, in wherever farmland or whatever, they just said, no, we're just going to take abandoned warehouses and start building our farms there and doing this vertical farming with the hydroponic stuff. And they've been able to turn out amazing food stuff here and they can grow 365 days a year. Much less water, much less pesticides, and all the things because everything's all controlled, and they can grow any vegetable, anything that all sorts of fruits and vegetables that they want to, all year long.
1: Yeah, what I envision maybe in the future, Publix will have a hydroponics and do it. <laughs> That's like, a real
0: yeah. That that actually makes a lot of sense.
1: Like, Publix, like the biggest uh, probably in Florida, the biggest supermarket chain. I yeah, guess, that uh, makes a lot of sense. If a Publix or Walmart won. did that, yeah, they'll they'll probably be sprouting these. Uh, I guess these like Amazon stores, but they will be hydroponics, but they'll be associated with Walmart, Publix, or maybe even Amazon, and they'll they'll start this all over the country. That'll be the next big thing if this takes yeah. off. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I like that idea, Eric. I think that's a really cool thing. If if maybe if some of those big mega stores started doing this kind of stuff and put them the, put their own in, they could start har- harvesting. F- Get fresh vegetables that's only a couple hours from the store instead of having to be shipped all over the place?
1: Yeah, I read something yesterday in the Miami Herald. Norman Brothers was a big uh, grocery store in Miami, and it, it was in, since the 1960s, and it, it's going out of business as month. So <laughs> maybe how this is related with the hydroponics, uh, the Amazon's going to the supermarket, they have Aldi, the German chain, Publix.
0: Yeah. And now
1: this, this new. It's the the now you make the a, supermarket okay industry yeah. is all about, it's all about getting the, the leaves and the greens to the customers and this looks like it's gonna be put it the proximity, it'll be the fastest way there.
0: I think we need to do this, Eric. You and I'll go in, we'll buy up those old grocery stores, we'll <laughs> turn them into these things. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would, it would be a lot of fun. Money for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on a library salary. We're not gonna be able to pull that one off, I don't think. Um, But yeah, overall, I think this was a really just the way of how things were working. They're rolling out multiple ones of these and they are just it, it hit me on like all the different tech things. And then also on like environmental concerns and all the other stuff. And then, like you said, it's just getting fresh food right then and there. You know, that's what everybody over this last pandemic year and a half now have been trying to do with all their little home gardens. We never did one like that at our house. We did. She, my wife has all sorts of like Thai basil and Italian cilantro and all these you know specialized like herb stuff out there, but we didn't do any vegetables or anything like that. Did you guys try that?
1: I, I have avocado and mangoes, which are typical in Florida, but the citrus, oh, yeah. the citrus was cut by the state, even though mine in my yard didn't have anything wrong with them. But so yeah. maybe, maybe it was maybe it was like they wanted us to go buy it at the Super. Bowl. You know, so, so we've been through that but no I
0: haven't tried I haven't tried it but we have to, we have to come up with that idea Well I do not have a clever segue for our next story however and yes, Candace uh, in the chat was talking about um, food desert areas um, and having these hydroponic stores or hydroponic gardens in places like that where you can put them right in downtown areas okay. and be able to sell and do it right there that, that's a really good nice idea, Candice thanks. Um, so there was another story in the news and I wanted to touch base on it because all these hacking story things I always get frustrated on. Um, do you, uh, do you know what TPM is Eric?
1: I read the article really fast, and you probably have a better idea
0: than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so TPM, uh, the the Trusted Platform Module, it's a it's an actual chip that sits inside of your computer. And if you've got a modern computer, laptop, anything like that, you probably you should have one of these TPM chips in there. And in fact, if you're going to a Windows 11, if you have any intention of going to that, you need to have a TPM chip in there with version two software. That's that's the short. Ch- to know why it works or how it works or anything like that. So then I saw this story come out. I went and hunted down. This uh, is one of the original articles out here on Ars Technica that talked about it. And because it was in like CNN, everybody seemed to all of a sudden have a story about, oh, my gosh, they're they're able to hack your computer no matter what. And I was like, no, they can't. I mean, technically, yes, they can. If you're going to hand your computer to somebody and let them have a soldering iron and take it apart and keep it for 30 minutes or more. So, yeah, in theory, they could get into this. And there's this non-soldering thing that they get into with nanometer threads and stuff. And it's just insane. The whole thing that I wanted to bring this story up for everybody is, do you have a password? If you have a password, that protects your computer. And just like that idea, if you don't have a password, you're not getting protection on your computer. If you don't have a password on your TPM, you aren't getting protection. And this is one of the things that Windows walks you through when you do your Windows setup. And they ask you what pin number, do you want to have a pin number? And what pin number is that gonna be? If you just walk yourself through those things, this should work for you. It's that simple, it's that easy don't fall for the oh well you know i'm the only one using the computer and that's the important part about this is don't think you don't need to do that multiple layer that multi-factor authentication like we have to do here at the library every day do that at home and make sure that you are going through and using this and one of the you know the more disturbing ideas in the article really is that you um Need to protect yourself, because anytime you're going to leave your computer alone with someone else, if you don't have that pin number on your TPM chip, then that means they can. Do this kind of hack to you. Now, I'm don't think of myself as this high level person or this high level journalist kind of person who's going to be having people come and try and hack me. What do you think Eric? Do you think people are coming after you?
1: I think it's a good idea, you know, for safeguarding your computer and every which way in the world of identity theft. You know, if ever if you've been to identity theft in any way through credit card or your email, you have to safeguard your 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 computer. It's part of the world we live in today.
0: Yeah, yeah. and the other thing that comes up, uh, and one of the disturbing things about the article that was that made me when I was reading, I'm like, okay, this is just another stupid article. I'm not going to even talk about it. When they were going in about how, if you don't have that pin number on there, then anybody else in your household could go in and do this. So if you have, you know, if you, if it's a case of a woman or a man with an abusive partner um, and you're trying, you need to keep things private or your employer, taking your personal gear or whatever, stuff like that. So that's the real reason it made me think about, okay, we need to bring this in. Just be careful. Use your passwords, use your pin numbers, use your two-factor authentication. And 99% of all of these stories, you'll be able to just ignore because they won't affect you. Sound good, Eric? Awesome. (laughs) Um and, and then I had this other story here. Let me bring this up. there we go um, and by the way uh Eric Eric you brought us this story here about the space tourism, which is really an interesting concept. We started to talk a little bit about it a couple of weeks ago about who can be an astronaut. Um, and by the way, this is on the Wall Street Journal, and don't worry, we're not giving you any paywalled things because you come to the library and you get all of the Wall Street Journal for free. Just come into our site and do this. But tell tell me about this, Eric. What did you well, What did you think a, about
1: this? This is a, an article that was, you know, we we've been having this year the the competition of civilians in space. We had. Uh, Richard Branson, Virgin Galactic, followed by Jeff Bezos and Blue Origin. And we're waiting for Elon Musk and SpaceX. And only the one, the only one who's come out publicly and and have thought of the history of the space race where we went through the Apollo programs and then through the shuttle programs, that there's going to be accidents. And 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 the one who said that was Elon Musk, because SpaceX and also Virgin Galactic have, ha- have had accidents. And and that has brought the debate of, you know, right now the people have been going to spacey. Civilians have been uh, have been paying the money. You know, the one who went with Jeff Bezos had to pay twenty eight million, and he he passed the first round that he picked an eighteen year old um, Dutch kid. (laughs) But should civilians be in space? That's an ongoing debate. The people like Christy McAuliffe, she was the first teacher astronaut. She, w- she was out, out of 11,000 people chosen by a lottery and picked and unfortunately she died in 1986. I remember where that space shuttle where I was. I was in high school. I was in high school. Oh, yeah. Back, okay. And I remember exactly when I saw and, and we went outside. I mean, it was everybody. It's like 911. Everybody knows where you were in nine eleven 11 and when the space shuttle in 1986 blew up and should civilians be in space, I guess. I don't have nothing personally against it, but they should know, be aware of it's, it's accident prone. All these yeah. are experimental vehicles, and you can look at the Apollo program and the Challenger program, and people are going to risk their lives. And both Francis and Musk have gone out there and said, unfortunately, it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, but- and that's exactly why they were talking about why the people who went up in the Blue Origin um Spacecraft don't shouldn't qualify as astronauts because they had nothing to do. They were only passengers sitting in a automated capsule that goes up and comes down, and nothing. You couldn't eat. They couldn't steer it. They couldn't do anything with it. I mean, just like you said here, and, and we're not even yet at the point of. The article starts to talk about playboys going up into space and going up to the Hilton, or you know, two thousand and one Space Odyssey when they they take the space plane up and go up to the hotel kind of thing. We're not quite there yet. But still, you're right. I mean, it's partly it's this whole idea of risk taking, and what are you going to be able to do? Who 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 should get to choose that risk? You know.
1: Well, the the, the people are going to choose their risk, and they they know. But humanity, humans have always been explorers. When they came and explored, Marco Polo he found Japan. Then they had the explorers. And we've always, but people have to be aware of the risks they're taking. I just think that what my concern about this is going to be only the rich are going to be able to go to space, and I'm more in favor of what they did with Kristen McCullough, They had a lottery, and I think it'll be more equitable and inclusion if all these companies will, will have some kind of lottery, and and instead of just for the highest bidder or who gets to go to space. And there's people out there that they think it's going to be a commercial uh, aircraft flight, like. Uh, like the Concord, and they're going to have um, hors d'oeuvres and all this, and they're not there. It's just, you're going to go up and down. It's going to be like a roller coaster. <laughs> so, but people should be aware of the risk, and, and there's been risk in, in, in aviation. Even when when the Wright brothers started to fly, there was risk, and there's always going to be risk. That's all I have to say about the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on a roll. I just want to let you keep on going for
0: another 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: But I have some, uh, I guess I I have some exciting news about the Broward County library system. Um, The Broward County, so the the news of the week is the Broward County library is going to increase service hours at 12 locations. And it's pleased to announce that it's expanding starting Friday, August 6th and Saturday, August 7th at 12 locations. And they're going to be from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we are delighted to respond to the public demand for more open hours, said Director of Broward County Libraries, Addison Grubbs. Fridays and Saturdays are in high demand because so many customers love to spend free time in their local branch and take home great reads and films for the weekend. So the libraries are gonna be open are all the regional libraries, the African-American Research Library, Main Library, North Regional Broward College, South Regional Broward College, West Regional Plantation, Northwest Regional and Coral Springs, Southwest Regional and Pembroke Pines. They'll be open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays. And additionally, five community branches will be open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays. They are the Hollywood Branch, Miramar Branch, Pompano Branch, Tamarack Branch, and Western Branch. So that's the new and exciting news of the week of the Broward County Library. We're still here and you know things are
0: changing yeah <laughs> and everybody come on in it's, it's this is going to be the last week I can plug this you know slash library summer come on in you've got till the 14th to sign up for those prizes we did a we did a big reveal on some of the really nice prizes that we're giving away for the end of summer here. So come on in, sign up, come into any of the branches. You've got plenty of time to come on in and do this kind of stuff. You need to come see these things. It's definitely going to be there for all of us. And um, I really, I, I, it's the end of summer. It feels always weird this time of year, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. This summer, I don't know. It's it it was a a weird. The thing with space in July and August, I guess it's always been in the summer. Yeah. (laughs) And and and, uh, this last year we've had a pandemic, and but this summer we've we've had unusual weather, and it's like it's the middle of the summer, is the summer before the fall, but we don't. We've had a weird summer. We even had a building collapse in South Florida.
0: I know it's just crazy. It has just been and. Partly, it's this whole time dilation thing that we've all felt. It's like, you know, I saw the joke about, you know, the calendar going, you know, January, February, March 2020, March 2021. <laughs> this is like everything just seems odd about our whole thing. Oh, and as I keep saying, we're not trying to get back to normal. We're trying to get back to better. So we're going to mm-hmm. make this work for everybody. It's same thing with, you know, increasing the hours, doing all of our stuff, getting people back to the traditional summer reading program stuff. We've got to, couple of big things coming up here also in the future for end of summer celebration conference. Uh, Ashley Bryant, we will talk about those things in upcoming weeks. What do you have coming up there out of Bryant? Mm-hmm. Anything in particular coming up out there?
1: Uh the so town O'Brien Bank, we're open yeah. Monday through Friday, 10 AM to six PM. Your masks are back again and it's an Brown County administrative policy and they're required to be in the library. But since we already got used to them before, it's just a matter of putting them back on
0: and yep. I never stopped. Wearing mine. Yeah, I, I, I've been I've got mine here. I, I've been doing. I've been uh, repping the Marlins, especially during our uh, brief little winning streak that we've had here. We had a horrible June speaking of bad summers, but, you know, we, we, everybody should be able to just get used to this and do it. It's simple and easy and straightforward. Thank you again, sir, Eric, for being here Let me throw up our end slide here for everybody. Okay. So, thank you for being here for tech talk weekly. Everyone again, creation at Broward.org. If you want us to feature a story of yours, or you want your favorite branch or library in the feature, send us an email and we'll see you next week. Have a great time.
1: Have a good day. <laughs>